of Dowry, the Saudi football podcast. And of course, joining me as always, it's our new sports editor, Ali Khaled. Uh, the summer transfer window with all of its drama and intrigue. Well, that's shut on September the 7th. And now we've completed the first international break of the season. Things are galloping along. So all eyes will turn back to the SPL this weekend. And we look forward to the return of Saudi players after a double header of matches at my beloved Newcastle United St. James's Park. And of course, all the international stars who were involved with their countries across the globe. Uh, coming up, as always, we've got Arab News correspondent Khaled Al-Arafa. He'll be giving his his dispatch from Riyadh and we've got a very special guest joining us later in the show but first and foremost AK what did you make of the international break uh in particular Saudi's results hi Peter good to be back um yeah an interesting break obviously it was uh um Roberto Mancini's first matches with the Saudi Arabian national team Mm. didn't go too well um not the best of starts uh for Mancini uh the first match was against Costa Rica, as you said, at uh, St. James's Park. They, lost they were testing outfits, though, Ali, to be fair. They, yeah, they, yeah. They, decent teams up against. They're decent teams. And I think, you know, he would have learned a lot, I think. And uh, But I, I think the main things he would have, um, you, know, you know, sort of identified are, are problems that have been there for the Saudi national team for a couple of years now, you know, even before the World Cup with Renard uh, before, the lack of goals. It remains an issue. Um, you know, Saudi played well in, in the two games, a 3-1 loss to Costa Rica, 1-0 one, one loss to Jürgen Klinsmann, South Korea. Uh, in periods, they played very well. They played very well against uh, in uh, against South Korea in the first half, you know. But, um, and he, the, there was a little bit, a few defensive uncertainties. In goal, uh, Lawes was very good, uh, as he was during the World Cup. Um, so a lot of things that he already knew about the team will have been reinforced. Uh, the biggest, uh, like I said, the biggest concern is the lack of goals. And it's a, it's a long-running issue, especially now. We, we touched on this last week. With all these star players coming from Europe, you know, Saudi forwards who already had limited opportunities to shine because, you know, even before this influx, all, you know, like the, most of the foreign players tend to be forward players. So Saudi players are not, Saudi forwards, Saudi strikers are not getting as much opportunities up front. And now they will get less, you know, with, you know, this massive influx of players. So this is something to address in the, in the coming uh, weeks and months, uh, of course. But yeah, I think, you know, the main thing would have been uh, the lack of goals. You say that's that's like the main thing. Is there any need for an overall real concern yet? Do you think, as as far as the national team? I mean, goes? I think so in the sense that you know there it, it has been a concern for a long time. You know, it, it's not an issue, and and there's no obvious solutions. You know, I mean, like we, you know, we are, um, you know, obviously uh, uh, fantastic players like uh, Salim Al Dosri are, are are there, Al Shehri is there, you know, but mm. you know, these are the players that played in the World Cup, uh, and again, you know. 
the standard of opposition was very high. Of course, they they beat uh, Argentina, but then lost to Mexico and uh, Poland and Mexico. Uh, but you know, probably with with a little bit more firepower, they could have uh, you know. Uh, Progress to the second round, having beaten Argentina already, of course. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is concerning um, because I, I think it's concerning because there's such little time to prepare, and and you know, there are no like clear, obvious solutions. So, you know, you know, we were talking last week. It's there's not much of a you know honeymoon period for him. You know, even had he won these matches, there wouldn't have been much of a honeymoon period. I think uh, there's uh, October's international break. We'll see two more friendlies against Nigeria and Mali. They they will take place in Portugal. Uh, but you know you know the World Cup qualifiers, the 2026 World Cup qualifiers begin on November 21st. Uh, away game to Jordan, so that's you know straight away you're being thrown in um, you know into, into these big matches, and then of course the big one you know like it's just over a month after that. Uh, the team goes to Qatar for the 2023 AFC Asian Cup, the delayed tournament, which was meant to take place in China. 2023, of course, is playing being played in January. Really doesn't have much time to experiment at all. You know, those last two uh, friendlies uh, uh, next month, uh, he'd hope uh, to get it right by then. It's some start for the Italian coach. Um, just as an aside, great for people in, in, in Newcastle. I know, I know that Saudi fans came from all over the world, but all over UK as well. Um, it's thronged onto St. James's Park to see the national team. But it was great because if you think about it, Ali, you just mentioned there, you know, you've got Roberto Mancini and Jürgen Klinsmann, two legends of the game at St. James's Park. Um, great. Yeah, mate. And, and listen, I mean, it, it, I think the second of those two friendlies, like I said, the first one was against Costa Rica. And as you said, Peter, you know, the, you know, it's, Decent quality, quality of opposition. The second would have been uh, probably the, the more important of the two, in the sense that South Korea would be expected to be one of those rivals for the AFC Asian Cup uh, trophy, you know, which Saudi Arabia, regardless of form, will, will be going into that tournament expected to do really well, expected to be one of the favorites, as will South Korea, always one of uh, Asia's top teams. So that would have been um, you know, one to keep an eye on. Uh, and uh, I would imagine... Saudi fans and and uh, and Mancini himself, of course, were slightly disappointed because they would have wanted to put down a marker before the Asian Cup, say like, right, you know, we are the favourites and all that. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll wait and see. Elsewhere, Ali, one SBL star made history with his country. Yes, um, it still takes a bit of getting used to say it, but Neymar of Al Hilal. Uh, has become Brazil's all-time top scorer of uh, scoring twice in the five-win win, five-one uh, win over Bolivia. Uh, so he's taken his tally to seventy-nine now, Pete. Uh, and of course, he's beating the record of none other than the great Pele, who is on seventy-seven. So I mean, that is some achievement. I think uh, an interesting one for uh, for the Saudi league. You know, uh, whatever happens for the rest of Neymar's career, and you know whether this record gets overtaken in the future. Uh, you know, the record books, you know, will be interesting to show that you know, it was an SPL player that broke Brazil's all-time record in 2023. Just, just, you know? just as an aside to that, Ali, <laughs> what you've got is you've possibly got here, and I'm going off at a tangent, but we are the football show, and both players that I'm about to, to mention are now applying their trade in the SPL. When you look at Pele, it, it's official and unofficial, because I followed him as from being a small boy. But, you know, you've probably got the chance of either Ronaldo or Neymar, who are both in our uh, SPL. They're probably the only people that could get close to Pele's all-time record, of which people say he scored over a 1,000 goals. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's disputed, uh, as you mentioned, yeah. and, and I think with the passage of years, a lot of a lot of people were saying, well, you know, Pele, you know, was counting goals in training and in counting goals yard. in the schoolyard with his kids in the garden. Uh, it's a bit unfair and all that, but you know, and you know, of course, there's that famous footage from '69 of him scoring uh, the, the the goal that was meant at the time to be like uh, definitively the the one thousandth goal of his career. He gets carried on the shoulders with a ball, and, all that. Uh, and you know it's, it's it's a little bit sad that you know over the years you know sort of it's you know his his record has been sort of downgraded a little bit because of uncertainty. You know, but listen, I mean, you know, especially with Cristiano, you know, there's just no mm. question about his uh, his record. Uh, you know, he's just you know he's found his second lease of life in in the in the Saudi league. A lot of people have mentioned it recently. It's interesting, you know, he was you know his form was a little bit up and down, and and uh, you know. Messi starts playing really well for uh, for uh, you know Inter Miami and Ronaldo is just just goes to a completely new, new level and he's absolutely flying. They they keep inspiring each other uh, those two even when they're worlds apart. You know, so uh, it's great for us. You know, to, obviously to watch. So fantastic. Listen, speaking of the SBL, uh, what's the highlights of the coming round of fixtures for you? Um, it's just it's just got such a vibe to it, hasn't it? Now we like literally cannot wait for for the weekend's fixtures. It, it is, but I mean, it, and then again, you know, like I, I think you, you'll see, like with the uh, with the matches that I'm about to mention, you know, there no real massive uh, match equivalent of uh, of uh, the Etihad against uh, Al Hilal last time out, you know, but the champions, champions of Etihad, are now in third. They'll be itching yep. to get back to action after, uh, you know, against uh, al this uh, week after the 4 3 loss at home to Al Hilal. You know, they, they were 3 1 up at half time. They lost, you know, Mitrovic gets, gets the hat trick, Salam Adosri gets the winner, and they lose to Al Hilal. And obviously, Al Hilal leapfrogged them into top uh, place in the league. Um, you know, the champions will be itching to get back, and I do expect them to, to get three points against that dude. You know, okay. Cristiano and Al Nasser have been on fire in recent weeks, um, and again, you know, they, uh, you know, we expect them to get three points against Al Rad. Ronaldo didn't play in uh, in Portugal's uh, last match, uh, the nine 0 win over Luxembourg. I think he was suspended, uh, so he'll be nice and rested. You know, except you know, Al Nasser have been banging in the goals. I think their last three matches have been five goals, four goals, and four goals. Um, uh, so something like that. So uh, I think he'll. You'll expect him and them to add to their tally. Sadio Mane also like chipping in with the goals, but. You know the the game of the week. Um, you know where all eyes will be again is Al Hilal leaders Al Hilal. Yeah. Now you know it's a capital derby against promoted Riyadh club. It's not the biggest of the Riyadh derbies, of course, as we know. Uh, but there will be a massive interest in that. It could be Neymar's first match uh, since signing. So we'll be get there early. That. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be keeping an eye on all the action. Uh, and developments, of course. It's time for our special guest, and it's a warm welcome to our dowry special guest, uh, former ABBA coach in the SBL. Uh, welcome to Rule Koeman's. Rule, how are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Very well. We're, we're delighted that you could join us uh, on our podcast. It's great to have you along. Uh, I'm going to ask you the first question. You could probably guess what it is, but I wanted to get your insight with your experience of the league. And what do you make of what's happening in Saudi football and the summer transfer window that we've just had? Yeah, you know, everyone who loves football, uh, think it's a very exciting thing, uh, to be honest. Uh, for me also, it's... Uh, 
the league is uh, is booming. Uh, it's the, the exposure is getting better and better. So uh, uh, it's a it's a huge project, uh, and I'm very excited about it. Rule, uh, I wanted to ask you. Um, obviously, you uh, you coached Abha, you you coached uh, Al Hazm before that. Um, so you're used to coming up against like the big the big teams like Al Hilal and Al Nasser uh, and, and so on. You know, obviously now with with all this uh, with all these new players, you know, they the the top clubs maybe have put a, even more of a gap between themselves and some of the other clubs, which have not strengthened. How do you think the coaches now will will the, the coaches of teams like Al Abha and and smaller clubs will deal with this, and how would you have dealt with it? Well. Um... First, from my perspective, it's like uh, it's your own philosophy, uh, what you want. Um, I think uh, every coach has his own philosophy. And uh, my, my philosophy is to try to play as, uh, uh, most attacking, uh, in the most attacking way without being naive and without uh, being too open. Um, even with a smaller team, you know, uh, for me, it's the game. It's about uh, having control of trying to get control as much as possible. And uh, if you're going to lean back and you uh, park the bus, for sure, in the end, you will lose. So I try. And if if I lose, I will lose with my head up high. So um, uh, and I believe that the the chance on uh, uh, controlling the game a little bit more, the, the, the chance on winning is also higher. Real, do you think, you know, with your ideology, with your philosophy that you have, obviously, you know, being, you know, you have a European, uh, maybe like a, a possession-based thing. Is it, was it, uh, did you find the players, like the culture of the players in Saudi Arabia, were they uh, accepting of your uh, philosophy or receptive, I should say? Yeah, everyone who, uh, who plays football, they want to have the ball, you know, and, and you see it back on training sessions. If, if they have the ball, they are exciting, they're not getting tired, they're, they want to do something, they want to score goals, they want to do nice things. If they have to defend, the most of the players they don't like it, and um, you know, and, and I I'm not judging any uh, philosophy about uh, going back and park the bus, yeah. but if you, if that's your philosophy, you have to create the players who can play that uh, that way of football, and that's not right. always that's not always happening because uh, they they give you players or or they they get the players and and they are not capable to do your uh, your style of playing so. Um, in, in my in my way of playing, I need players who understand um, my way, and um, and so that's that's very important. That's that's also one of the reasons um, that I didn't want to go on with APA, because mm. the, the philosophy was not my philosophy. Right. And and Drew, uh, speaking of players in general, again. Uh, you know, we were just you just spoke about what how managers have a philosophy. You know that. How do you think that a lot of the players who have been in the Saudi Pro League for a long time, maybe playing at a certain level, you know, and not having too much attention worldwide. Now, you know, with you, they're playing suddenly. They're playing against Ronaldo, against Benzema, against uh, you know Neymar, especially sort of def- maybe defenders and goalkeepers. You know, they're facing a level of opposition that they're not used to. It's it's a much higher level. Uh, do you think this is like will be you know? will raise their, their standards or are we going to see like the, the players coming from abroad really sort of show their superiority? No, yeah, they have to, you know, they have to resist. Uh, uh, in general, uh, when it's more uh, competitive, you will, uh, you will raise your level also. Uh, you have to, uh, otherwise you're out very quickly. Um, 
You know, the only problem is that that when you look to the the to the amount of of Saudi players, and the most teams will only be a maximum three, uh, maybe four, and they're all only playing uh, maybe uh, as a as a wing back or as a winger, or in some clubs the goalkeeper, and that's it. Uh, and not so many, but uh, maybe in some clubs there is a central defender, and uh, Alfata has a, a Saudi striker, but. Most of the positions are on the side, and uh, yeah, that's a little bit concern about the future. Um, and these players who are playing now, they will raise a level for sure. They also will raise a level on uh, on training sessions. That's great. Um, Rul, I wanted to ask you about the Saudi national team. I mean, it's a good follow-up question because, you know, we uh, we were talking earlier, you know, the Saudi national team for a while now, they, one of their concerns is that they don't score enough goals, and that's probably it goes back to the point you were just making. Maybe not not, not enough Saudi forwards, you know, very very few. Would they rely on Salem uh, Salem Dosri too much? How do you see? Uh, I mean, they've lost their last two games, uh, their friendlies. How do you see Saudi's chances in the Asian Cup in January uh, with the new coach Roberto Mancini? Yeah, well, the the Asian Cup is is uh, a different level than playing against South American teams or European teams. Uh... And uh, in, you know, as you know, in in, in Asia, Saudi is the the top uh, the top football country. So um, the chance that they uh, that they are getting very far in the Asian Cup it's is really high. And yeah. uh, I believe they have a good striker with Firas uh, from Al Fatah Al Barakan. Yeah. They have a good striker, you know. And uh, I was I was surprised that he didn't play yesterday. Yeah, because was, yeah, uh, like... because uh, the other one from Hilali, he, he he doesn't he's never playing. So he played yesterday, and you see that the guy has a lot of lack of rhythm. Yeah, I mean, this is the problem: is that you know the few, the ones who you know can be, uh, you know, they have potential to score the goals. Uh, Hamdan again at Al Hilal or was Al Hilal, you know, you know these players are not getting a chance now because of all these foreign players. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. That's the problem for uh, for Saudi football, I think. Mm. Um, okay, uh, great, and. Uh, um, Peter, you want to take it from here? Yeah, finally, uh, Rule, we always put our guest on the spot, so <clears throat> there's no escape for you, I'm afraid. I know it's early days, but some some early predictions from you. Who, who in your eyes, um, are favourites for the SPL title? For me, it's Alila. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, we've had we've had a few people, a few guests. I think everyone thinks uh, Alhilal are out for revenge this year, and will. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's one of the the main reasons I believe they will get back. They had a, they had not a not so good year last year before they were uh, always at the top. So they're not gonna gonna sit and wait for a second position anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can mark my chart behind my SPL chart rule with an, another tick for for <laughs> Al Hilal. And then finally, I just wanted to know. You know, as a as a coach, but as a football man yourself, which players are you most excited to see through the course of the season? Um, yeah, well, you know, I I, I worked with uh, with uh, some Saudi guys now the last two years, and I I'm I'm very excited about a few uh, guys, uh, Saudi guys. Um, Saleh Al Amri, who's now at uh, at Etihad, who came from Apa. He's doing very well, um, and uh, he's also playing. His, uh, he getting, he's getting his minutes at uh, at Etihad, and then the young boy from uh, from um, from Apa, who started playing with me, Nawaf Al Sadi. He is at Al Shabab. 
I hope he will uh, continue improving himself. And then another guy who I, I had at Al Hazem, he is from Al Shabab now to uh, to Alpa, and he would come last year because I I I pushed him to uh, get him. It's Alush Tamri Abdallah Tamri, and um, uh, you know these these guys are very talented. Uh, these especially the two last one, they are young and, and very talented. Saleh already is a little bit older and he has specific qualities. So I I I'm looking for these players uh, to see how they. Uh, uh, develop, but of course, you know I'm 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 excited to, to see uh, Neymar and I'm, I'm excited to see Benzema in the league. You know, it's uh, Mitrovic. It's it's uh, it's a different kind of uh, of uh, football. You know, when you when you see the Saudi league now and you see the teams, when you see the match uh, Alilal uh, against Itihad, it's amazing. You know, this is what happened in that match, and this is this tells the story about uh, Saudi league at the moment. I think. It, it does, and it rounds it off perfectly, Rule, because I was just saying earlier in the podcast, and it's nice to have someone who coach at the top level, involved at the top level of the game, but shares the same excitement as we did. I was just saying earlier in our podcast how we, we, we can't wait for the weekends to come and see what the games bring. Uh, absolutely fantastic to have you with us. Um, Rule Koomans, thanks so much for your time. Great stuff. Uh, now it's time for Khaled Al-Arafa's dispatch from Riyadh. Khaled, take it away. What have you got for us this week? Hi, Ali. Hi, Peter. How are you guys? It's good to be back with the league. After the FIFA days, uh, I mean, here in Saudi Arabia, we were focusing on the Saudi national team uh, camp in Newcastle. A bit disappointed of the results, but let's be uh, logic here. Uh, Mancini didn't have a lot of time to look at the players. The guy just joined the team two weeks ago. He needs more time to look at the players. The Saudi national team announced last night that they're going to camp in October during the next FIFA days in Portugal. They're going to play two matches. I guess Mancini has a lot of time to look at the players during the league, and we look forward for that. And speaking of the league, I'm going to be covering uh, this week, Ali, an interesting match, a derby, actually, a derby between Al-Hilal and Al-Riyadh. Al-Riyadh, who left the Pro League 18 years ago, now Al-Riyadh is back. We were waiting for this derby 18 years uh, ago. So uh, hopefully and, uh, it will be an interesting match. And hopefully we can see Neymar for the first match with uh, for the first time with Al-Hilal. And uh, I'll get you the news next episodes. Good luck and enjoy the show, guys. Great stuff, as always, from, from Khaled, our Khaled there. Uh, OK, final word, as always, goes to our very own AK, Ali Khaled. Uh, what are you looking forward to most this week? Well, you know, uh, I think Neymar playing, should he start for Al-Hilal, is, is, is the big one uh, in the yeah. league. Um, always, obviously, looking forward to how Cristiano and Al-Nasser are doing again because they've just been playing so well recently, climbing up the table uh, as we expected them to do. Um, but I think it's beyond just this week. I think it's... I'm glad the transfer window is over. I'm glad this international break is over. I think we can yeah. finally focus on the league. I mentioned this last week. I think there's been a lot of distractions. The The transfer window is very exciting. It was historic. You know, fans were loving it, of course. You know, there, there was a knock-on effect for the rest of the world. And um, this is all very exciting for the fans, you know, having the, you know, um, uh, Brand new players join their clubs for the first time as well. You know, Saudi, like the eyes of the world are on Saudi. This is great. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to focus on the football, you know. And I think, you know, there's been a little bit of distractions with transfers. The, the international breaks all 
always the first international break of the of the year always kind of disrupts the season because you're just getting into your stride. But we've had five rounds already. I think the table is starting to take shape. You know, yeah. as we expected, Al Hilal are strongly back. You know, it's had had that loss, but they're they're up there. Al Nasser, after a really bad start, are getting into it. But now we can focus on the football. Now we can, you know, the, the coaches can focus on the football, and the players can get on with the job of really, you know, assimilating to the league. You know, trying to you'd want stability at those clubs. The players want to acclimatized to to this league uh in more ways than one in a literal sense you know like it, it, you know they start in the summer the weather and the, the humidity like were, were very tough you know um in training and and in in the games i think now they can you know the weather will start to improve in the next couple of months and players will be more used to the lifestyle to the culture to their new teammates and we can see you know we can see where this project is going a lot of people have been asking you know like you know how many more players can they sign and where is this going and all that well now we'll now we'll find out you know because we've got a four month stretch the coaches have got their final squads and they can concentrate on the football you know and um and to me you know like with all the despite all the excitement of the transfer window this is what i was really looking forward to Absolutely. It's all about the beautiful game and it's all taking part again this weekend. That's it for another episode uh, from us on Dowry. We'll be back with you next week. Enjoy the football, whoever your team is. 